welcome to a special edition of the Vermont Awana podcast presented by Hedy Vermont. I am your host, Eli Harrington, and today, today we have got a very special edition, very special guest, iconic rock star, activist, inspiration, entrepreneur. If you don't recognize that voice, It is Melissa Etheridge. I'll let you listen to her uninterrupted. That is why Melissa Etheridge is the best, because whatever background you have, whatever kind of music you like, you cannot deny that talent. Man, she is so cool. I had a chance to speak with her originally two years ago. That's right, in 2015. We talked about she had just launched a CBD wine product, and actually, um, I was able to use, I think, some gay privilege (laughs) from my parents and uh, connect with her because she's just always like very inspiring figure in the LGBTQ community and I always appreciated her advocacy for same-sex marriage and her work as a uh, um, as a lesbian parent and kind of representing that community so we had a couple different interesting connections and it was social media how we originally connected a few years ago so uh, work hard and hustle out there kids and send smart tweets and maybe you too can find connections with inspiring rock stars like Melissa Etheridge. She is coming to Burlington, Vermont on Sunday, December 3rd to the Flynn Theater. Um, So definitely encourage you to check that show out. I will definitely be there in attendance. Hopefully get a chance to hang out with her. She has been in the news recently. If you Google Melissa Etheridge, I think the most recent news that comes up is her arrest in South Dakota. Uh, So we definitely talked about that a little bit. You know, just one of those kind of ridiculous incidences um, and ironic how, like, she's getting all this rock star cred in her, <laughs> in her, um, I, I guess, probably 50s, um, you know, as far as becoming a cannabis activist and now being arrested for transporting cannabis uh, when it's like a vape pen and she's a medical patient uh, doing this in a very kind of PG-13, you know, I'm a proud mother, I'm a parent. And I advocate for responsible use of cannabis, and to me it is medicine. So we talked about all of that, and um, really appreciated her her take, her spending this time uh, to share her work. She's come up to Vermont quite a few times. I almost cracked up right in the beginning uh, when she said how she has such a great following here um, and found a good found a good audience. Um, but anyways, I will get out of the way and let you listen to Melissa Etheridge. I'm recording this on Thanksgiving, so I want to say on behalf of Hetty Vermont, on behalf of Monica Donovan and myself, very happy Thanksgiving and thank you to all of you out there who are listening, who are supporting Hetty Vermont, what we're trying to do as an independent movement. We've got a big reform advocacy campaign coming up. That's right, we are doubling down on the politics, we are not shying away. We're not going to just get into media, we're not just going to go sell ads and do events. Uh, We're going to do all these things and we are growing, but 
We are also going to be advocating in the State House, telling you what's going on in Vermont, making sure that everybody's got a chance to participate, making sure that patients are getting represented in the State House as well as in independent media. So please do uh, support Hedy Vermont. Check out HedyVermont.com, sign up for the newsletter, and stay tuned because we are going to be asking even more directly in the near future. And uh, before we do that, we really want to say thank you because it's wild how far we've been able to come in a year and a half as a bootstrap startup, two people doing all this. I don't know if people know, like Monica and I also have other jobs. Uh, you can find me bartending in the state of Vermont at any given point in time. So we are trying to do this bigger and better, asking for your support, but we do appreciate all of you who are out there, and especially everybody in the cannabis community, everybody who has sponsored an event, everybody who has uh, come and set up a table and been a vendor, everybody who's just shared something on Facebook, you know, and sort of shared the enthusiasm who's come through the farmer's market. Come see us in person Sunday, December 10th in Burlington at Burlington City Hall, Contois Auditorium. It's inside Burlington City Hall. So we're going to be on Church Street. We're bringing cannabis to Church Street. We're bringing direct access for Vermont producers to connect with consumers, people from the public who are curious. You want to check out products. You want to support local. What better way? I'm going to put you in front of the people who are doing it right now, presently. So Sunday, December 10th, the CBD Hemp Holiday Market. There's only one CBD Hemp Holiday Market in Burlington on Sunday, December 10th. Come check it out. Um, in the meantime, HeddyVermont.com. Thank you all for supporting. Now, enjoy our discussion with Melissa Etheridge. Because you're coming here to Burlington on December 3rd, which we are very excited about. I know that you've been to Vermont before, and uh, we are based here, so... I did want to give a chance to promote that show because I know I'm looking forward to it. And I want to know, how many times have you been up here to Vermont? And what else are you going to be doing in the Northeast region while you're up here on this swing? Oh, gosh, I've been up there a lot. My From the very first album, my music has been very well received there. Uh, um, I don't remember what the radio station was that first played it in the late 80s. But, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've just done tons of shows there and have always enjoyed uh, the people and how much they love their rock and roll music up there so uh, let's see I'll probably I'm just doing a uh, you know a tour of, of kind of the northeast with this and I think I kind of go south a little bit I'm not sure <laughs> but I'll just be doing my show awesome well we will be excited like I said to go check it out um, we also talked last time about advocacy and I know that you in the cannabis world your profile has just grown and grown and you've been doing more with uh, you've been you've been in the news in a lot of different ways I know that you're an entrepreneur and you're doing some stuff with the Grove and then you had this ridiculous incident in uh, in South Dakota which um, I read about and I think some people heard about and I wanted to know I mean it just seemed like another way your profile grew as an advocate being arrested kind of for the cause. So I wanted to congratulate you for taking that next step. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was, you know, aside from being embarrassing and, you know, uh, all that stuff, it was it was not a uh, traumatic experience at all, but it was certainly, you know, you know, there I am, my face, you know, on everything. But, uh, you know, it's funny in this movement where I, I hope that we uh, look back on that and everyone goes, oh, my gosh, you know, that's, that's crazy because, you know, it is that, that people can, 
opioids and you know their alcohol and things and yet if I choose a, a natural plant medicine I, I get arrested so you know hope, hope you know I'm always hoping that those sort of things will lead to lead to greater change right I think uh, I think they definitely do and like you said you were kind of talking about how it had been a a gray area and I think people just didn't know how to respond more than it was a, a question of malice so you know now we'll have like the the yeah. F, the Etheridge clause <laughs> be something that we we, we apply to this going nice. forward yeah That's exactly um, well I wanted to talk about sort of how things have evolved you know you as someone who's been on the front lines as an advocate as an activist as an entrepreneur um, you know a lot of people are saying the battle is kind of won but you have all these things where there are the details to be worked out with how cannabis is regulated, how it's taxed. And I wondered if you could share your experience of what's happening out in California um, and how you guys have been transitioning and, and dealing with it. Because I know it's we're all going to deal with the same problems here in the East Coast. It's just a question of when. So can you give us some kind of insight into how things are evolving and where they're at now? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. I mean, it's it's great that so many states, every election cycle, there's another state that says either they want it medicinally or they want it legally, and and you know, and um, and like North Dakota, where you know, I was arrested, they had just uh, voted to have it medicinal. Yet, how that translates into action. I don't think anybody in North Dakota can find legal cannabis right now, you know, and, and it's, it's California. We have been ahead of the game because we were the first in the nineties to, to do it medicinal. And, um, even then it it was kind of ridiculous because you still weren't allowed to grow it. You were allowed to sell it, but, and, and so a lot of loopholes that finally, once, once we all voted legalization last year, or yeah, last year that it um, the, that the lawmakers really saw. Okay, this is where we're moving to, and we need to pay attention to making this the best you know, system, and and one that other states can look to. And I have really appreciated the the lawmakers in California really putting the time and energy into going around to every county, every city, and and talking to the people in the cannabis industry and and talking to the cities and, and figuring out, okay, what is the best? What's what can we do to keep this a a local, you know, business and and you know, because everyone's afraid that in a few years the, you know, big tobacco or something's just gonna, you know, come in and and start, you know, producing this mass product and, and cannabis isn't that sort of product. And so we um you know, every county, every you know, the state has a has a, a group of, of folks that they um, are getting together doing this, and, and we're supposed to go full legal in April of 2018. And wow. you know, there's a lot. Of, wow. you know, it, it, it's going to be slow and, and crazy, but I, I think they can do it. Well, and I think a lot of us around around the country are sort of thinking, okay, you know, we need to make arguments for legalization and for ending criminal penalties. Um, and also that sort of the inevitability comes once these other states like, and especially California go online. And I think once the dollars start rolling in that, you know, if nothing, if no other argument has worked yet, that that is one that's too, too tangible to be denied. 
And so, you know, we all hope that it's April because we need numbers to come in before the fall and, uh, and have an impact on these midterm elections and and make sure that the people in our our state houses are, are supportive and are, are informed. Yes. And I, I'm starting to see even Republicans starting to go, "Hmm," because it is, it is big money for their states and it needs to be, you know, of course the, the, biggest problem is the you know, federal government and how it's illegal on a federal level. So it, it just makes it just impossible to, to do banking and to you know, go across state lines and, and, and that. So that, that's a big change that needs to happen. And the glorious thing is once, once this does, and well it is rolling, as it rolls along, the changes this is going to make in our uh, judicial systems and in our prisons and in our communities, the, the, the effect is, is long-lasting, and, and I think it's going to be profound at uh, finally stopping that drug war that has just done so much damage to so many communities. Well, and I, I appreciate that, and I, you know, I, I need to ask because I think a lot of it is you know, the stigma effect, and I think a lot of this comes from folks who are worried as parents about the message they're sending to kids. And we talked about this two years ago, and you've been outspoken as someone who is an advocate and an activist and also a parent, you know, and I'm wondering because you have such a unique voice, and I do think you're the voice of, you know, of a, of a generation and a, and, a, and a large subset of people, um, you know, and I wonder if you could share sort of how your life has changed as a parent with being sort of out. And not that everybody's going to go to the extent of getting arrested to prove a point, <laughs> um, you know, in South Dakota. But, you know, to parents out there who, as far as even just identifying themselves when they call a, a select board person or a state rep, you know, sort of what can you say to encourage them and, and what's your experience been like? I would say that personally, getting over my own uh, internal, you know, canophobia. <laughs> Um, is the best thing that can happen. Once you, inside, once you understand, okay, I'm making a choice for my health here. I'm choosing a natural plant medicine over any, any other sort of uh, medicine that is is killing people and wrecking lives left and right. I mean, we have a huge op- opioid problem. And, and so once you kind of stand in that, and know, okay, it takes the world a little time to catch on uh, in a big way, but I have seen it change in the last 10 years. It's a huge change. So it, it's, it's, it's up to people like us to come out about it and say, yes, this is my choice. I would rather my children know that at night, oh, yeah, mama smokes her medicine, you know, to go to sleep and to, you know, relax. I would rather do that than, you know, slam back alcohol or take an Ambien or something that's going to make me crazy, you know, it, it, uh, you know, I, I, I approve of that choice and I don't mind my children, uh, knowing that. And my children also know that it's not for them, that this is a grown up thing that when they're grown up, they will have that choice also. Right. And I think that was, you know, one of the more, one of the most profound things you said last time that, that kind of blew my mind and made so much sense knowing a little bit about teenagers is that when it's something that parents are normalizing, it doesn't have that cool factor of that illegal sort of forbidden yeah. fruit, you know, which teenagers inherently chase, right? You know, the best prevention is, yeah. is tell them that, you know, their parents are doing it. 
Um, <laughs> you know, if you you want to kill it, you want to kill a slang word, just start saying it, and you know, have have the parents say it. You know, like all, yeah, exactly. all these things. So and it's been proven over and over in in states and places that have legalized it that teenage use has gone down. You know, it, it really has. It, it does not increase at all. Well, and I think that you know, it's the question of normalization and some people are, are afraid of that and they make it sound like it's a, a bad thing. And, you know, I think people understand at the very basic level or are starting to appreciate more, just the basic more plants and less blank, whether it's, you know, whether it's alcohol or whether it's prescription medicine, um, you know, that just on that very basic level, people get that. Uh, and I know that I think millennials who have grown up as children of, of activists and <laughs> people who are lied to, um, and baby boomers, that sort of, we don't have that, that same stigma. So like, like you said, I think a lot of it is time and seeing how fast things have come around in the last decade and, and the last few years is really encouraging. Yes, definitely. And I, I want to ask you about what you're up to with, with Etheridge Farms. Um, because like I said, I think we talked, we had talked about CBD wine a while ago and CBD is it's huge here in Vermont. We had the first Vermont Hemp Fest in September. We had 500 people come out to a no THC trade show and educational seminar. Um, and we've got, we're one of 17 states that can do that. So CBD is huge here because in part we don't have adult use or a very open medical system. So um, wondering what you're up to in CBD, if you've been doing more with that and generally, you know, what you're doing with your Grove and, and products. Right. Well, we still have the the wine, and uh, we're actually um, experimenting with some THC also in the wine, some uh, heated release stuff. But um, that's mm. that's that's down the line. But um, once again, it's you know we can't get it across state lines, and and we have a uh, you know a, a certain amount of it, and the laws constantly change, especially in California. Like I said, they're putting together new things, and we had a little bit of setback where we, um, it, it said we weren't allowed to combine cannabis and uh, alcohol, so we were like, oops, <laughs> so, but we, um, but that we are, the stuff that we already made is good, and, and that's also going to change, I mean, that they just don't know and don't understand the CBD part of it, so um, other than that, all the Etheridge Farm stuff is, is moving ahead, it's, it's, I have been waiting because there's been so much, uh, you know, turmoil and, and stuff that I don't know that I have that have really taken it slow, and I'm glad I have. But it's moving ahead. Well, and at the same time, you know, there are so many celebrities who are who are getting involved in this, and you're someone who's been involved in a grassroots way for over a decade and kind of slow playing the business side of it in prioritizing the advocacy, you know, and then yeah. you're seeing all these other celebrities who are who are kind of getting involved and you know, do you think that that's a net positive because it's it's normalizing? Do you think that there's kind of uh, a level of responsibility that celebrities have in, in advocacy, you know, if they want to use that platform because they don't have the same kind of uh, sort of judgment to worry about that, you know, the, the head of the PTA does, you know, thinking about coming out for this. So kind of how does that work with celebrity and advocacy? You know, anybody that out and, and advocates anybody that tells their personal story, you know, celebrity or not, is 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 moving this forward and, and and helping other people. So, 
you know, I, I if it's something that fits you and you you know you want to do it, then I I, I would uh, highly suggest they do because I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, have you have you had a chance to? What's the kind of strangest celebrity cannabis experience you've had? Like, I see Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart smoking weed together <laughs> regularly. <laughs> you know, have you had any of these kind of surreal experiences? No, <clears throat> no, I actually, I actually haven't at, at all. But um, you know, who knows in the future? <laughs> exactly. Well, um, like I said, we really do appreciate your time. Before we leave, maybe I can sort of leave off with a message that you have to people as as advocates or getting involved as entrepreneurs because there is so much interest around this, um, as you'll see when you're here in December and see all the, the cannabis activity. Um, and hopefully we'll get a chance to link up in person, uh, maybe do some ticket giveaways or something. But, you know, kind of a message to leave people with as someone who's been going through this for a long time um, and, and gained some wisdom and has something to teach people about getting into the business or the advocacy side of it, things to be prepared for, things to keep in mind, or, you know, just your message. Yeah, I would say, I would say it's a long, <clears throat> pardon me, it's a long road, but um, it's, it's one that is so very clear and, and so, um, one that we are going to be glad that we're on, one that leads to, you know, a, a, a wonderful new world of plant medicines and and understanding our health. It, it is all about our health, and, and health is the probably the biggest, you know, crisis that we really uh, face as a people. And um, that, you know, it, it's not easy. It takes a long time to change the big machine of law and order that has been put in place for dozens and dozens and dozens and of years, but uh, we can do it. And there you have it. We can do it. So thank you again to Melissa Etheridge for sharing her time. We will see her Sunday, December 3rd here in Burlington. Check out her website online to see uh, if she is coming to a city near you. Always powerful, always inspiring, always heady. So uh, thank you again, Melissa Etheridge. Check out more at headyvermont.com. I've got the full video of our previous interview from two years ago. We get even more to talking about CBD wine, which I think she's way ahead of the curb, clearly. And uh, we'll see now. California regulations have come out, and I think, among other things, said that cannabis and alcohol can't be mixed together. So uh, it sounded like she had an exception, but again, that's one of those things changing in real time. So it'll be great to follow her. Check out uh, Melissa Etheridge. Go see her in person if you can and we appreciate her time. In the meantime, that is it for us. Have a happy holiday. Have a good Thanksgiving if you are listening to this on Thursday. However you are celebrating, wherever you are celebrating, check out HeddyVermont.com and Elevate the State.